This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, my old friend Charlie, how are you? I'm well. A little discombobulated, to be absolutely honest. Well, okay, we can fill in the blanks there. Folks going, what's 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 wrong? What's the issue? nothing really is wrong. No. Except you have had a very busy couple of weeks moving down to Prince Edward County and uh, and then now getting your schoolwork uh, up to snuff. Yep. You're in class teaching yesterday? Yes. Yesterday was the first day for me back at school at Durham College okay. in Whitby. I teach in the horticulture technician program. Uh-huh. First year students. Uh, but the, well, it's 48 in the class, about 44 yep. showed up and they were fun. They well, looked like that's a pretty great. keen group and, um, you know, all bright eyed, bushy tailed. I'm, I love I'm sure there students. can be nothing worse for a teacher to face a bunch of uh, people who are deadheads, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Or just, and just putting in time. Exactly. Looking out the window or yeah, something. Yeah. No, there was a high level of engagement. Good. We always spend the first class. It is a three hour class, wow. that first class. So we always spend a good, well, with that group, um, it would probably turn out to be about 45 minutes or more just introducing ourselves uh, yeah, because right, you know sure. what these students are together every class for the next two years pretty much other than right, the few right. electives they have <clears throat> so i really want them to get to know each other i want them to feel learn. comfortable in the classroom setting etc stuff yeah. we want to do discussions uh-huh. we want to do uh, ultimately collaboration yeah. in the future who knows what kind of networking opportunities there might be for them in their career you know, future careers so it was it was quite successful that way I they, oh, that's, like I said, that's good. Like pretty fun group. And I am on the mend. Good uh, to know. For those, for those who haven't been following the saga of Proctor's illnesses, mm. <laughs> well, illness, I, uh, uni, uh, uni uh, thing, I had just had a flare-up with mm-hmm. COPD, mm-hmm. and it takes a while to get control of that, and I'm mm-hmm. on medication and stuff like that, so coming along, you know? And you look damn good. Well, thank you very much, just, ma'am. Just so you know, anybody's... By lordy lovers, I love it. <laughs> Check us out online live streaming because we're on camera yeah, and you can right. see just how good Frank looks. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> All right, let me get the phone numbers on the okay. That's my real job here. True. So, uh, before I get canned, here goes for Toronto callers. Reach Charlie by calling this number 416-360-0740 and then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, one 866-740-4740. And our little mantra goes this way. Call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, do you know something I've just realized or I heard? That folks who... Uh, Come in the studio to do a, another show. <laughs> no names have stolen, mentioned. <laughs> have stolen my idea with the, the bell. bell. Yeah, first time callers. Hmm. Mm, but our bell gives you wings. That's it's right. Not just a sound. It actually has magic attached <laughs> yes, to it. That's garden right. wings, so you can actually flutter God. up above your I'm, garden. I'm so glad we're in in uh, line here. Our <laughs> thinking, huh? absolutely, because okay. just a regular bell is nothing. <laughs> but a real bell, a real, real it's a, magic. It's a salvation army bell. I know, and you get your arm going, yeah, baby. It's a, it's a it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just want to mention, oh, remember we uh, had a Vivian from the Zim Sculpt yes. event at Toronto Botanical yep. Gardens. She was here in August, just telling us a bit about the, the, the program. Mm-hmm. It was only supposed to be at the Toronto Botanical Gardens until the end of August, but it has been extended. Oh, good. So it's still there for anybody who can get to the TBG. It's free admission to get in there. It's a beautiful place to be at this time of year. Just the color, the the butterflies. You know what? Shirley and I are going to go there. You should. She, yeah, I, I've been meaning to. And just one thing after another. Well, exactly. And I, and it's not even that easy for you to start walking in some big acreage. No. Which is the kind of the cool thing about TBG yeah. is it's not very big. Yeah. You you can take it very easy. There's lots of benches. Good. And just go to the different sculptures. And some of them oh. are so outstanding. And if you could win a lottery, you could actually buy one and take one home. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. We, uh, we have to. Take our first little break here, okay? And give us a chance to regroup and, <laughs> and attack the day, as it were, here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You betcha. And Frank Proctor. And yours truly, yes. Yes. Thank you very much, Charlie. All righty, let's get to those phone lines. Trish uh, waiting patiently there on the beach with Saga (laughs) Beach. Good morning, Trish. Good morning. Morning. Um, Charlie, I bought the hydrangea in the summer, Mm -hmm. and it grew very leggy. Now, can I cut it down? Do you have any idea what variety of hydrangea you bought? No. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Do you have the tag? It's no. got some white flower, round white flowers, but that's all I know. Supposed to which what? Round white flowers. Oh, round white. Oh, my. Okay. Is it flowering now? Yeah, it's got one flower. Okay. So it's probably a hydrangea called Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Nice thing about the Annabelle hydrangea is it blooms for a long time. At the end of the summer, mm-hmm. when we kind of need new blooms, um, it does handle a bit of shade and actually quite a lot of shade, but it can get leggy and top heavy and flop. So what I would do if I were you, um, you have options. You, I wouldn't do any trimming on it right now because you start trimming something like a hydrangea now, you are going to encourage new growth. And believe it or not, we really want to allow our plants to slow down. We don't want to encourage a lot of new growth in September. <clears throat> new growth that, that comes out on plants now will, can, can really suffer once we get some cold weather happening. So I'd leave it alone if you can. Wait until October, November if you want to cut down whatever's happening at that point. Uh, for sure, next spring, you want to cut the whole plant down to about six, four to six inches tall. Oh, okay. And that now, will help with legginess next year. Now, do I cover it up in the winter? Uh, you shouldn't have to. Is it super exposed to a lot of wind? Um, well, it's against the house. Uh, I don't think so. Right. It's more, it's that cold winter wind, but where you are, you probably are pretty consistently get snow cover. And that snow cover is what will insulate for the winter, so to speak. Yeah. If you feel that it is a spot that doesn't traditionally get a good pile of snow, then you could throw some leaves on once the leaves start to mm-hmm. drop and plants. We've had a couple of frosts, then some dry leaves on top can be quite a good little form of, a, of insulation. So you say cut it down towards the winter? Just to, if, if it's bothering you, that floppy look is bothering you, mm. cut it after we've had some frost. Mm. But if you can leave it alone, leave it alone till next spring and then do a very hard pruning right down low. All right, well, 
Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. And uh, for joining us here on a yeah. Saturday morning, but rather cloudy-looking day. But we'll bring a little sunshine to you yes, one way or another. Uh, Selsa, I believe, uh, from Toronto. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Great, thank you. How are you? And welcome uh, uh, to Charlie, too. Nice to have you back. Thank you. You're welcome. I just want to give an update on my holly. You remember that I talked about the holly? I think it was Moon Glow. You know, the one with the crispy leaves? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, not the one that's softer leaves. So, thank you so much for your advice and tips. <laughs> it has 24 berries this year. Excellent. And they're turned red. So, Good. obviously, some excellent pollination took place this past yes. spring. Which is yes. what we were looking for. You need those berries. Otherwise, why yeah, have yeah. holly, right? <laughs> right. Well, thank you good. so much. Well, it's good. Looking good. And thank remember, you for the thank you. Yeah, and ne- <laughs> remember next spring, you're going to yeah. want to fertilize that holly with yes. an acid-loving um, acid loving fertilizer. Okay. When <laughs> uh, you say acid fertili- um, fertilizer. Something for rhododendrons or, or azaleas. Okay. Now, I know last time I spoke uh, about some fertilizer with a 060. Is that uh, okay? No, that's Available. what you would use when you're first planting something that is high phosphorus. That is oh. not what that plant wants. What okay. that plant wants is an, it's pretty much like an all-purpose fertilizer. It might be, it might say right on it, rhododendron food. Okay. <laughs> and then read okay. the fine print and it'll say for holly as well. All right. Thank you All so right. much. Okay. Thank Thanks you. for Have calling. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> okay. Smile in that voice, huh? You bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Um, Oh, yes, we're going to go to Hamilton next to say hi to Barbara. So get set, Barbara. We're coming at you shortly. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And Charlie and Frank ready to hop along to Hamilton. (laughs) And there's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Oh, good morning. I want to wish you first off, Frank, Happy recovery. Thank you, my dear. I'm glad to hear you're doing better. Yep. And all the best to you, Charlie, in your new environment. Thank you. Your home. Mm-hmm. And it all comes out well for you. Thank you. Okay, now I could <laughs> hire you for a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess my top priority right now is my mulberry bush. Mm-hmm. I have to say I've neglected it the last few, well, tisk, forever, tisk. I guess. Don't feel bad. But, uh, Many people do. I don't know. I think I should be trimming it back now, um, but I don't know when to do it. Is it a weeping mulberry or is it an upright? Uh, no, it's upright, oh. and it's probably about 12 feet tall, at oh. least. I'm kind of measuring towards myself, which is... I'm very short, so it's at least three times taller than me, or twice as tall, and maybe yeah. some more. Did you uh, plant it? Did you plant it, or did a bird plant it? I think a bird did it. Right, so it's coming. And oh, they love the trees. Oh, they yeah. love the berries. Mm, okay. And I love the berries too. Mm. <laughs> but um, uh, it is a messy tree. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. The birds clean up the mess. That's, that's good. Stuff. I find they get that's drunk. Stuff. That's what's so funny. Eh? <laughs> drunk birds on, on fermenting fruit at this time of year can be wow. quite no, funny. I, I enjoyed watching them out there this year. Stumble around. Uh, exactly. You know, the Fall, last few years, I've 
not been able to get out in the backyard like I have this year, and I've just enjoyed the birds and the flowers mm. and doing the gardening out there. Good. Just, Good for so, you. Gardening is so invigorating, not to mention, you know, psychologically, emotionally, yeah. physically, all those things. You feel better yep. in the garden. Oh, I wish people would understand more than mm. it does. People are saying, oh, you can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't. That's too much. Listen to your body. So listen, <laughs> yeah, Barbara. You know, um, I just go Barbara. on and do it anyway. Good. Okay, so listen, hold, I am. hold on a second, Barbara. I, Charlie's trying to tell you something. Yeah. Okay. Just the, the mulberry tree question is, um, uh, yes, you do need to trim it. You or someone needs to get it trimmed right back. But I would do that in the late winter, early spring. And at that point, you could do quite, if it's 12 feet tall now, take it down by, you know, bring it down to eight, eight feet, mm-hmm. seven feet, something more reasonable. <laughs> and uh, as the spring starts to unfold, you'll be, you'll be able to access maybe doing a little bit of trimming just to keep it tidy. Cause you know, a mulberry, it'll grow three feet a year. Wow. And yeah. that becomes a very large overbearing plant. <clears throat> so get some help just to bring it down to a height where you can then control it. Okay, Barbara, All right. we have to move along, my love. Thank you, uh, though. That's a we have a in, great story. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Success. Mm. And thanks to the bird. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. In Etobicoke, Sheila on the line. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. I have a question for you, Charlie. I have two beautiful mandibles that I'm trying to winter over. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Do I bring the whole plant in? Oh, yeah. They're in containers. Usually, yes. Do you have a sunny, bright patio door or big window that you, you can put those plants well i have i have a, a, a nice window in the basement that gets a fair amount of light it, they get the morning right is that the, gonna be uh, yeah that's your gonna be your best spot to put the the pots yeah unfortunately yes okay so what or i would i have i have a solarium but they're, they're kind of um uh, a little unruly, so I didn't want to put them. Right, so you're looking for a little more tidiness. It sounds like in the solarium. So, Sheila, if assuming that these pots are, you can handle them to get them down into the basement. I'd get them in the brightest location that you can near that eastern window, that morning light. Um, when you get them down there. Of course, you're going to do a soap spray and make sure they're nice and clean and clear of any kind of insects before you bring them into the house. And you can do this anytime. Once you get up down there, or even before you bring it down, you may want to do some pruning. Uh, flowers, I always hate to take those off. So if there's flowers and buds, I'd leave them alone. But if you've got some long, scraggly um, sort of tendrils of leaves, feel free to prune those back now. When you bring that plant in, expect it's going to drop some leaves. As a matter of fact, it could even drop all its leaves, both of them. But still be okay. Yep, still be alive. So your your challenge is you're going to be keeping them what we would call semi-dormant in your basement. The cooler the temperature, the better this is going to work. Uh, so try to avoid it being too hot in the basement. Um, and be very careful with your watering. Only water when absolutely dry. And don't be shocked if leaves do fall off. New leaves will start to grow as the days get longer after Christmas. Okay, other than that, not much. Not much. No, no. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna kind of hold it in a stasis, if you will, right? You're gonna. It's gonna slow down. Just bringing it downstairs, lower light levels, less water. The whole thing is gonna slow right down. Your challenge is to keep it alive, but don't expect it to be growing actively in your basement. Okay. What about this? Uh, this um, um, oh, moisture meter for me to test. Yeah, yeah. Get it. Let it get right down because to the. I can't really, you know, tell no. from the, the surface. No, that's right. It could be. 
moisture underneath that. Absolutely. So sounds, check that moisture meter. Like a good idea. Because yeah. you know it says wet on the one side, it says dry on the other Correct. side. Correct. Yeah. And then there's yeah. everything in between. So yeah. you want to take it down to the dry side before okay. you water, which okay. doesn't mean totally dry because it will die if it's that dry. But right down to the you know past the mid mark, down okay. to you know sort of the quarter mark of dryness, okay. and then water with room temperature water, just like you would. Yeah. And uh, and then let it be until it's back down to that point. Okay. okay, and you you know of success, eh? Oh, absolutely. They're okay. pretty tough plants. Oh, okay. That's okay. Right. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. You, Let us know how that works. Thanks, hey, Sheila. You know, I, I'm glancing at our uh, monitor here, and by golly, there are now three lines open. My absolutely, goodness. that's an outrage. Free. Outrage <laughs> should not happen. Anyway, if you if you're waiting for a good time to call Charlie, now, now. would be it. In Get Toronto, it. here here we go four one six three six zero zero seven forty, and anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And just before we go to a, an old friend online. A quick plug for the rest of the station, the the musical side of this radio station. Next week is going to be a (coughs) banner week. It's the Hall of Fame week, right from the 9th, Monday through the 13th. And some wonderful, all the top, I mean, oh my gosh, the Bee Gees, Elton John, Elvis. Really? And and (coughs) a little, uh, not a little, scripting will happen uh, once an hour, you'll hear, hear a little background story to the artist. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. Sounds like a good dancing oh, weekend. Yes, indeed. Yeah, like so I want to just kind of make everybody aware. Next week is the week. Keep to make it sure tuned. You, it's, it's a not-to-miss radio kind of week. Week. So yeah. AM 740, 24-7. <clears throat> you got it, kiddo. All right. All right. Now, Warner in Tilsonburg. Uh-huh. Hello there. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. What's going on Good at your... Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Warner. I, uh... I got slugs in the red cabbage and the savoy cabbage. Oh. How do you keep them away? Well, way back two months ago, what you wanted to do is put something called a floating row cover. It's like cheesecloth oh, okay. over top of the cabbages because yeah. it, it, you know, those little white moths that are flying around in our gardens right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, the eggs. Exactly. That's what those slugs come from. The, the little larvae that are chewing your cabbages are the babies of those little white moths. They're called yeah. cabbage loopers. You huh. see, uh, I went the other way in my, uh, I remember from the old country, they, uh, they had uh, kitchen sinks. They had no safety underneath, right. straight out. Mm-hmm. And those snails used to crawl in the sink. My oh. grandmother put salt on them and they were gone. Yeah, good point. I threw, I threw Epsom salt in between the leaves and that seemed to slow them down. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it probably would. But, I mean, and they're so small, mm. there's no way you can pick them and the cabbages are designed in such a way that they get right down in between the leaves. So yeah, really a physical barrier is what you need. It's a good meal. It's like eating cabbage and shrimp. <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everybody felt that way about insects on their plants. <laughs> <laughs> little lemon butter, you'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it is really a protect the cabbages from the, those little <clears throat> moths laying the eggs. So yeah. that all starts way back in June. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Are you guys okay? Frank, yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, what? I'm getting better by the minute. <laughs> well, I'm almost healed from my uh, disaster I had. Oh, really? Good. It took eight inches of my gut out. Oh, my oh, goodness I think me. Yes, that's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. And but I you... took them three times. 
Well, you can't stomach wow. that anymore, huh? I was, <laughs> oh, man, dear. I was stupid. Oh, oh man. Dear. Yeah, that sounds painful. Oh, boy. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Keep active, right? Yep. We're, we're getting there. Yes, sir? Yes. yes you got Gee. it. <laughs> Thanks, Warner. Thank you very much. Thanks Take for calling. Take care of those tomatoes, my friend. Bye-bye, guys. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye for now. <laughs> oh, he's always such fun to talk to. Huh? Well, he's he's a real keen gardener. Oh, is he ever? He loves, yeah. and, and he's got lots of good ideas, like you said, from the old country. Yep. Things he learned from his grandmother. Things I learned from my grandmother, I tell you. Let's uh, let's take a little trip here to Burlington. Matter of fact, Burlington is a popular spot this morning. Mm. Uh, David online. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? Good, Good morning. Thanks. Yep. Okay, Charlie, um, mm. a, a couple of years ago, I was uh, listening to your program. You said something about acorns and how to grow oak trees. Yeah. And, and I, I, all I remember is if you put the acorns in, if they sink, they're no good, or if they float, they're good, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So are you in a position where you're collecting acorns as we speak? As we speak. Excellent. So you got to get ahead of the squirrels, right? Because they yeah. are on it. Yes. So you collect up whatever number of acorns you're going to collect, a dozen, two dozen, whatever that may be. Okay. Jar of water or pail of water. The ones that sink are the ones you want. The ones, well, the ones that, that, that float. The ones you the ones that sink, the ones you want. Correct. Yeah. The ones that float, you do not want because they have been compromised. Uh, little tiny insects have bored into the acorn and have started to remove some of the, the meat from the inside. Okay, okay, sure. <clears throat> so that's why they float. So you don't want floaters. Don't waste your time on those. Keep the sinkers. Uh, and don't leave them in the water for any length of time. This is a, you know, a two-minute uh, thing. Yep. yep. Get them out of the water. Now, <clears throat> you need a, a plastic bag of whatever kind, a Ziploc bag. I usually use a freezer bag with no holes in it. Mm-hmm. Some nice, clean, sterile potting or soilless mix, a, a, a potting soil, soilless mix yep. that's slightly moist. Mm-hmm. Throw that in the bag, throw your acorns in the bag, zip it up, put a little note on it with the date, and then stick it in your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Not the freezer. Not the freezer, Not the freezer no. Kill it, they'll die in the freezer. Oh, okay. Put them in the fridge. Uh, usually, most people just put it in the vegetable crisper so it's mm-hmm. kind of out of the way, and then leave them there. And there will be a day in the next few months, probably in around February, you're going to take a peek at this bag, this bag of soil with acorns in it, and you're going to see that the, the acorns have germinated in the bag. So wow. you're going to start seeing roots growing in the bag, and the, the acorns will have cracked open. And then you got to be ready to go. Nice clean pots, nice fresh potting soil, and you got to take them out of the fridge and pot them all up individually into their own pots. Wow. About February, so yeah, or you, fe- you'll, you'll know once when, when you find out. February or March, you will see yeah. that growth happening inside that, that freezer bag that's in your that's refrigerator. That's got to be an exciting moment, really. It is, actually. It's, it's like creation. It's just like, yeah. wow, I can't believe it. I'm growing oak trees in my <laughs> fridge. Like This is crazy. Get them yeah. out of the fridge so they can really grow. Super. All right. Okay, David. Let us know how that works out. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, we're going to stick to uh, Burlington here. Valerie, maybe just around the corner from David there. Hi, Valerie. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everybody's fine. Yep. Yes, thank you. I just wanted to phone and thank the gentleman that told us about the Epsom salt mm-hmm. and the, oh. the milk powder yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for the tomatoes. Yes. Um, I have two plants in, um, uh, the, the very large ones and uh, some plum ones. And some of my uh, beefsteak ones weigh over a pound. Oh, wow, you're kidding. Wow, those are like two handfuls. Two I know. Wow. I know. It was just absolutely, absolutely brilliant. People don't believe the tomato. <laughs> I'm giving them away. I've got 
tons and tons of tomatoes. You have to use a, a wagon yeah. to give them away. That's, yeah. that's yeah. not Wouldn't that be a, you can make yeah. a great tomato sandwich, oh. one oh, slice. One slice oh, and the best. Yeah. Like yeah. hamburgers, too. Oh. So Warner was the gentleman who you're wanting I to send. I thought it was Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, too. And he just called uh, yes, a few I minutes ago. Him. So I'm sure he's listening. So Warner, I bet your ears are burning. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Valerie yeah. loves your recipe. It's t- totally worked out for growing amazing tomatoes. Yes. Oh, there was just one thing I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. He gave um, something out for rhubarb. Oh, he did? For the mm. Epsom salt. Really? Yeah. Well, well, remember what Epsom salt is. It is magnesium sulfate. Yeah. And all plants, well, magnesium is a required uh, element uh, for photosynthesis to take place, as and sulfur is also required nutrient for various and sundry processes within a plant. Yeah. So you don't really go wrong using Epsom salts, but of course you don't want to overdo it either. No, no. They have a great website. The Epsom Salt Council has, and I think it's just epsomsalt.org, has a great website with lots of good recipes for different plants, um, different, you know, taking baths, you know. Helping okay. a lame horse, everything's in there. So, okay. Epsom salts are magical. Thank you very much. You're very, thanks very for welcome, calling. Valerie. And thanks for passing along. Thanks to uh, Warner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, golly, let's see. To London, my old stomping ground mm-hmm. there in my hometown. Barb, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. I'm so happy to call in. It's my first time calling in. So. Uh, oh, oh wait, well, wait. wait a minute. Just there a you second. Go. There yes. Oh, wonderful. I you, got my wings. You, you, you have you wings. Did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm calling about, um, we had a Rosa Sharon tree, um, and it got damaged. I think some kids, like, bent it over. It was a beautiful tree, but it snapped. So mm. we got the bright idea, let's take some cuttings from it, and we mm-hmm. did. And uh, uh, we did some, we did three cuttings, and two of them are successful. They're mm-hmm. in a pot mm-hmm. um, on our balcony, or actually on our deck, mm-hmm. and they're, they're blooming quite well. <laughs> nice. And now we're wondering what to do about winter. Should we plant them in the ground, or can we... Keep them in pots and maybe keep them in the garage. I'm just wondering what's best because we want these guys to survive. Yeah. Well, um, do you know? Well, do you know where you ultimately want to plant them? Or are you thinking about it still? We're thinking about. We know it needs full sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom has chosen one spot, but I think it's not sunny enough. So okay. I'm thinking of a different spot. All right. So I understand that that happens. Mm-hmm. That we we aren't always quite ready to. Um, permanently place plants that we've propagated and the cuttings are doing well in pots. Leave them in the pots. Okay. Do not put them in the garage. Instead, find a spot in the garden in the next two months, not now, but in the next okay. two months, and you're just going to sink the pots into the garden, uh, just slightly below the lip of the pot. Okay. Uh, and I usually will pile some leaves up at that time. I might even put a little bamboo stake in the ground just to tell myself that's where that Rose of Sharon is, and it will overwinter just fine as long as the pot is underground. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. And then maybe some leaves and maybe yeah. some mulches to keep it. Yeah, nothing too heavy on top, but yeah, some shredded leaves always helps. Just a little bit of insulation in the spring. Once things start to warm up and the soil starts to melt, very easy to just go in there with your shovel and pop the pots out. Okay. Um, before you put them underground, double check that there are not roots growing out the bottom of the okay. drainage holes. If there are, then I would suggest potting them up to the next size pot before okay. you bury. And then they'll right. be Totally ready to go next spring. And by that time, you might have figured out where you want to plant them permanently. Right. And should we put maybe some um, burlap in case the snow gets too heavy on them? No, you don't need that. No, because they're going to lose their leaves. Right. Snow is just going to fall right off. It'll be fine. There's okay, no great. no need to do any major thing. Rose of Sharon is pretty tough. Yeah, it is. 
it's great. And Thank pretty. You so much. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. You're welcome anytime, Barb. Okay. Uh, here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, and then we'll uh, camber off to Cambridge. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord is right. Said, that, that, was, that was really trying. Reaching. <laughs> Reaching. Uh, Lorraine is waiting patiently by, and we'll get to her call in just moments here on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And once again, Charlie, I glance at the monitor and son of a gun, we have three lines open again. So phone lines are open right now in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Okay, let's go to Cambridge. Now, there's Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Um, I have two indoor uh, plants that need to be moved in. Mm-hmm. One is a bougainvillea that is blue, mm-hmm. and the other one is, and I forget what it is, but it's got a, a flower very much like um, Rose of Sharon, but bigger and, and yellow, beautiful, beautiful. It's just blooming now, and so I was wondering, and I, I heard what you said about them. Should I put, I've moved, I've done the the um other one into a bigger pot earlier. Mm-hmm. The other one, I, the, the bougainvillea, I didn't. Yeah. Did I um, <clears throat> do a bigger pot? Tell uh, me about, okay, so the yellow flowers, is are they um, flowers that droop uh, face down, those yellow? No. F- no, okay. No. So it's probably a form of mandevilla, yellow, um, okay. <clears throat> with, a, like you said, sort of a hibiscus, yes. <clears throat> excuse me, yes. shaped flower. Yes. They, it's, these are tropicals, even the bougainvillea. Tropicals, they yep. love the heat, they love the humidity, they love full sun, yep. uh, and any way that in your home, this fall and winter, you can provide that kind of condition, you're likely to be successful for these plants to actually get through the winter in good condition so they're ready to go outside again next spring. Yes, they've done, this is the, the third year, but mm-hmm. I didn't have any, any um, flowers on the one. When should I fertilize? Yeah, well, okay, so we, we fertilize to encourage flowers when plants are actively growing. Yes. So, of course, the spring, the summer, early summer is when we're seeing a lot of active growth. Okay. And um, if you didn't fertilize then, I wouldn't start fertilizing now. Okay. Let them be, just enjoy them. Uh, prune if you need to, because obviously bougainvillea does send out long streamers and they are quite, can be quite prickly. And uh, just, as, do you have a nice sunny spot, like a, a solarium or a nice big patio window or something you can well, put them into? a fairly good spot. I've been so far successful. Okay, good. So, yeah, I wouldn't be, be overly concerned about the lack of flowers. It does happen. Sometimes we take too good care of our plants and we water too often and they're just so happy and they just grow leaves. So... Should I put more, put the one back into a bigger pot? Only if there's roots growing out the bottom. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good stuff. Thanks Thank so much, you. Lorraine. Now, our infamous little monitor here has decided to take a vacation, and all of the calls just disappeared. Wait a minute. We're getting it back now. How good am good. I? Look at you. are very smooth. I know. Uh, we have Daphne. Oh, Daphne from Brighton. Good morning, Daphne. My stomping grounds. Good morning, Daphne. Hi. Good morning. Oh, I just love you guys. I listen to you every Saturday. But hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Two things. One is turn your radio down and number two, let Frank do the bell because you're a first time caller, aren't you? gosh, yeah. Hold on. Wow. I heard it. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. 
Okay, so I am on Bluetooth driving. Oh, okay. I, I'm hands-free. Okay, good um, for you. Is the radio okay? Can you yep, hear me yep, okay? Yep, sounds okay. good. Thank you. So I have this beautiful little jade plant that I've had for about five years. Um, it didn't grow. I put it in with a uh, spider plant. It took off. Oh, really? And I just love the spider plant. So now <laughs> it's really, really big, and it's in a pot. But And the jade plant has got these little white spots on them. They're kind of um, like, they look like little spider webs. Oh, dear. And, I, and some of the leaves are falling off. Now, oh. I let the water, sorry, I water it when it's dry, mm-hmm. and I kind of soak it and mm-hmm. leave it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to do. I really, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So how big is the jade plant now, roughly? Uh, the jade plant is probably about six, no, eight inches tall, mm-hmm. but it's wide. It's probably <laughs> as wide as it is tall. Oh, that's nice. And then you've got multi-spider plants around the, the jade or just one or two? Like, how does that work in terms of the pot? I have one spider plant, and it's lovely. There's no <laughs> bugs on it. Huh. I keep it in a sunny um, yeah, good. spot, south window. It, it's, it's going good, but I've just noticed lately that it's yeah, the getting... Jade. Hmm. Okay. So, all right. Interesting that the, the two plants together have been so happy because they're not really plants that enjoy the exact same um, conditions. Of course, they both love the sun. They're both going to thrive in the sun. The jade is going to prefer a drier environment than the spider plant. So it, because <clears throat> it is a succulent and it's able to store water in those thick leaves. Spider plant, on the other hand, they're very amenable to just about anything. The one thing you will see if we're watering with um, chlorinated water, Water or any water, like soft water, for example, will often start seeing little brown tips all over the spider plant. So that's the, the one thing that spider plant doesn't like. They, they prefer like distilled water if they can have it. What I would do right now, if I were you, if just from what you've told me, I would separate them. I'd tip everything out of the pot. I would tease the plants apart. I'd give the spider plant its own pot. I'd give the jade its own pot. Uh, I would look very carefully at the jade. Double check. If you are seeing webbing of any kind on that plant, then it's time to buy a product called End All. So E-N-D. A L L and all. Sh- okay. It should tell you right on the package how to use it for the control of spider mite. Uh, now, I would also suspect that the spider plant might have spider mite. You're just not necessarily seeing it. So it's a really close inspection of both plants. It might not be webbing at all. It might just be a little bit of mildew because they're so cramped together in the pot. If it, you know, it's just one of those things. Look really closely at what is going on there. Webbing is always something we get concerned about though because spider mites can completely kill plants fairly quickly. And they they thrive in the winter in our homes, the dry conditions. So higher humidity, only watering as necessary, no fertilizer at this point. But I would separate because I think you're going to be able to see better what's going on in that separation. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Let us know how that goes. Yeah. Thanks for calling. And safe driving. Good for you. That's right. Yeah. Have it on Bluetooth there. Uh, Off to Burlington in moments when we'll check in with Sivan here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio.
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Charlie, I've just got to share a little bit of your private life with the audience. Story. I find it such a scream. Here you are, you wind up, you and your dad going out to dinner. Last night. Went to the keg, right? Yeah. And so he decides to order uh, about an Irish coffee. He loves and, his Irish. And he and he partied on till much later than you wished he had. I was up at four in the morning yeah. heading into Whitby to teach. My dad must have been sleeping in late. I don't know. All I know is he's like party on at 10 p.m. I'm like, Dad, I have to go to bed. Like, I have to get up early and do the radio show. Well, yeah. But, but, you know, let's, let's, I got one more thing, one more thing. My 92 year old dad dad wants to party on a Friday night. Good. Well, you're, you come Uh, from good stuff. Just about killed me. Uh, Burlington (laughs) is on mind right now. Savan, good morning. Oh, Yvonne? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've, someone's Hi, written right. the wrong name. It's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. Yvonne. I, I love your show. It's great. Thank you. you. Terrific. Um, I have a problem with milkweed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, this year, we've had milkweed for years, and they've last year we had like 35, 40 butterflies. Oh, nice. Monarchs wow. and caterpillars like crazy. Lovely. This year, we've had like 10, and the birds are picking them off, and cool. the cocoons and everything. And um, the, but the milkweed's all kind of mottled, yellow-looking. It's all lying flat. There's no sap on it. Usually, there's sap. Oh. And all hmm. the bugs, all the hornets and wasps, there's nothing, nothing, everything's dead. Huh. Oh. Uh, okay, a couple of things. One is, you have some competition now. There's been a lot of people growing milkweed. So I'm just wondering if there's, could be initially, you weren't seeing as much yeah. activity on your milkweed as you have, because suddenly everybody else is growing it too. So there were little caterpillars and eggs being deposited on other oh. milkweed. If they were a monarch larva that were, well, eggs that hatched. Oh, until, they're definitely monarchs. Yeah. And they eat the milkweed as they're supposed yeah, I know, to. I know that. They, I know they become poisonous. And so birds wouldn't eat them. But if there's something wrong with the milkweed, maybe they were edible. Like that's, I'm just, and then keep in mind the kind of summer we just had. There was virtually no rain in July or August, like super dry, super hot. Very good for the tomatoes and the corn, but yeah. not maybe so good for the milkweed. I'm just, well, that's what I thought. Maybe the weather has something mm-hmm. to do with it. Yeah, it could yeah. have. Do you do, do you do any kind of irrigation of, of some of the plants in the garden or no? Um, around the milkweed? No, no. Yeah. They're just left in a, the kind yeah. of bright sunny corner. They're protected. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of sun. We had like 35, 40 monarchs last wow, year. They're lovely. all over the place. That's great. No, you you had a bumper crop last year by the sounds yeah. of it. But I tell you, I've seen some bumper crops even in parking lots this year. Like it's, <laughs> they've been, you know, my Isn't daughter on the 14th floor of an apartment in downtown Toronto is growing swallowtail butterflies. God wow. knows wow. how they, eggs got laid on her balcony, but they did. So, yeah. so it's just the season, right? Just to, I think it's, yeah, in your situation, it's just, and, and you know what, maybe think about uh, next year if you have some compost or some Composted manure, some kind of maybe some organic material. Oh, yeah, maybe a little top dressing back there just to mm-hmm. uh, buff yeah, up the soil a bit. Yeah, weeds and they, they can help themselves, but they, they need some help too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like I said, recognize that everybody else is is competing with you for those monarchs and I doing do. a good job. <laughs> oh no, I've even seen them go into cocoons. It's, it's yeah, fabulous. It's, it's it takes so, a minute. And they, it's they're into amazing. It's I know it's such a beautiful thing to watch, and I'm so it glad is. so many people are buying yep. into this as a as a process to support the pollinators. Because so much on Instagram, I don't know if you're on Instagram at all, but there's no. just nonstop people posting pictures, butterflies of, yeah. emerging, butterflies. Wow. You know, years ago, lovely. you weren't even allowed to. 
grow milkweed. It was exactly. Milkweed. It was a weed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've still got it in my textbooks from uh, university. Milkweed. Get rid of it. It's not just. It's a wonderful oh, no. thing for children to learn from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They watch. And it's, it's down at child level too. It's a perfect yeah. height. Yeah. So, yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So you're thanks welcome. for calling, you Yvonne. We have thank you so much. And Frank, I hope you feel better. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm picking up steam as we go here. <laughs> your <laughs> thank shows you. are so great here. Oh, bless your they heart. They are. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bye. Bye bye. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Uh, Danielle, we can squeeze you in, I'm sure, here for Mrs. Saga. Good morning. Hi there. How are you both? Good, good morning. Good morning. I, I too, am in my car and I'm hands-free, but it, it's crackly for some reason. Oh, you sound good. Um, Go ahead. Okay, good. Um, I went to take care of one of my friend's cats, and I discovered an orchid behind the TV, which <laughs> was dying its natural death. Um, she gave it to me for rehabilitation, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. The leaves are... are back to what they should be. I just want to know, what's the timeline for buds or whatever to to appear? Hmm. And since there's no stem, is there anything I should do to um, help the stems come up. Okay, so there is re- no real timeline on when flowers emerge. A very happy orchid, and I'm assuming what you found, I think that's so funny, you were there to look after a cat, but you found an orchid. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. So um, so the orchid um, you found is probably something called a phalaenopsis or a moth orchid. Best, but the best thing you can do is provide the conditions for that plant to thrive. And when it's happy and thriving, it will, it will pop out with a flower stem. So what are you going to do? You're going to put it into right in a window, preferably eastern or northern window. So bright, indirect light. Mm-hmm. You are only going to water when dry and you're going to, the best way to water is that dunking it into a pail of water, mm-hmm. letting it drain back onto the windowsill and that you might do that every week you might do that every 10 days it depends how big the pot is depends how big the plant is depends what temperature it's in uh I do consider fertilizing with an orchid fertilizer, particularly if the plant has really suffered just once. Give it an orchid fertilizer just to bump up that uh, nutrient level around the roots. If, you, if there's any obvious dead stuff on the plant, remove it. You, you know, dried up roots, mm-hmm. dead leaves, anything like that. Clean it up, admire it, put it out where it's going to be admired, and I think you'll find it will respond to all that love, and it will send out a flower stem anytime. Like it could send out a flower in October, November, December, no anytime. Kidding, eh? They they wow. can bloom year round, so it's not they're not dependent like so many plants are on spring mm-hmm. to flower. The, the orchids can be quite lovely. I'm I'm forced to keep my eye on the clock, and we have uh, about 40, 40 seconds Where left. Where did it go? Yeah, thank you, Danielle, for the call. Yeah, it's great. And to all our callers, <laughs> some super calls this morning, as is Absolutely. usual. Absolutely. Yep. We have the best, best listeners you and callers. You got it, kiddo. Yeah, got it. And uh, what's going on? you got well, a lot going I, on today. Yeah, uh, I've got some fabulous music I'll be playing for you from 1 through to 3.30. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow night, I mm-hmm. hope a lot of folks join in uh, for BBSN, Big Band Sunday and I love doing that show and getting some of those old, great old tunes on. Nice. Well, thanks so much, okay. Frank. So glad you're here. Yeah. And you're looking as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as Thank you, you are. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Duncan. Couldn't do any of this without you. And then to the great callers again, thanks. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.